Hey everyone, welcome to It Just Is. I love the TV show Lost. I love the mystery, the acting, and always wondering what was going to happen next. In the summer of 2010, I did a Google search on the show, trying to find out when that season's premiere would air. During that search, I ran across the website gspn.tv and the weekly Lost podcast hosted by Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft. During each episode, they would review that week's show and allow their listeners to call in with their thoughts. The day I found the show, I downloaded two seasons worth of shows and listened to them all within days. I can't tell you how much these episodes enhanced my enjoyment of the show. The Weekly Lost podcast started as a hobby, but while doing the show, the Ravenscrafts discovered what they call their calling, podcasting. Cliff eventually quit his job as an insurance salesman, and together they've made it a career. Cliff came to me and asked me if I would be willing to do this podcast with him. And I said, this what? I had never heard the term before, had no idea what he was talking about. Um, actually, was I did not want to do it at all. And um, I, I was just, I was terrified. I despise hearing my own voice. It really is painful for me. And, um, and so... I said, okay, <laughs> and I grinned and I bared it for a while. And um, She did it for me. I did it for Cliff. I did it to have something. Um, actually, you could say I did it for my marriage because I did I agreed to podcast so that we would have something um, that I could be part of one of his interests. It wasn't anymore that we were just watching this television show together, but we kind of took that to a new level. Right. And and the cool thing about it is that Stephanie, I remember, I don't know if you said it before or after the fact, but uh, in Stephanie's mind, when she agreed to do it, she's like, yeah, this is cool. I'll, 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 I'll I don't know if pretend interest is the right word, but I'll pretend to be interested and I'll come along and join him on his little hobby here. And, and this, you know, he went out and bought uh, just, he spent a little bit of his Christmas money on buying some equipment and, and stuff like that. This is just going to be like when he bought that bass guitar. He's going to be into this thing for a couple of weeks and it's going to get boring and he's going to, you know, all this other equipment's just going to get dust. And I mean, what's the harm? I mean, nobody's going to listen to us anyway. Exactly. That's really what I thought. I mean, we had been, we had been married for 10 years at the time. And in that 10 years, I had seen a remarkable number of hobbies come and go. So I wasn't really banking on this one sticking around. Yeah. Well, uh, fate had, or <laughs> destiny, or or divine intervention. Uh, something had uh, different plans. Absolutely. And uh, but yeah, that's how we got started. We start, it was just a hobby. It was literally just playing around. I remember hearing about Lost and the way they were promoting it before the show actually came on the air was that it was like a um, a scripted Survivor. You know, which I had never watched Survivor before. And actually, up until that point, I had never seen a single reality television show in my life. I just, the idea or the thought or the concept of a reality show just seemed really ridiculous. And then when they talked about this scripted reality show, like, they they did a horrible injustice of explaining what this show was going to be. And I, I don't think I ever really watched the this the pilot with you, or maybe I came in the room. No, you weren't. You weren't there when I watched the pilot at all. 
Yeah, but you know, she was she she suck, got sucked in immediately. Well, I did because here I was. I was already a fan of J.J. Abrams through Alias. Mm-hmm. We were huge Alias fans right up till they went cuckoo around season five, and then and then ended. But um, so I was already um an Abrams fan, and then they're showing this commercial with um Dominic Monaghan, who I also love, going, guys, where are we? And I just wanted to know where they were. That's <laughs> really, I just wanted to know where they were. And I thought it was a ridiculous television show. And, and I had already had my own preconceived ideas. And, and every time Stephanie would be watching it on television, I would come into the room and I would roll my eyes and I'd turn around and go out of the room. And that was until this until season, the season fin- one finale. Yeah, the season one finale. I decided, you know what? I'm just going to sit here on the couch with my laptop and I am going to, you know, just half pay attention. Half pay, well, I wasn't even planning on half paying attention. <laughs> I was just going to just be in the room. And all of a sudden, the show captured me. It did. And it was it was a powerful experience. I'm like, "Whoa. That is amazing." It was the mystery and it was right when they John Locke finds the hatch. Yeah. You know, they uncovers this hatch and is like, "What is this?" And it's like, "Yeah, this this is an amazing show." And uh, I was hooked from that point on. I watched the show. It, I, we it went into the season finale. Uh so there was a hiatus for for after season 1 and I I think at that time you had the ability to go in and and uh watch the uh the stuff online so you could already do that through either itunes or abc or um shall i say other means and the the fact is is that i wanted to watch them and so i found a way to get my hands on these episodes and i watched them all back to back and i found that there were other podcasts about the show and so i was listening to some other lost podcasts about lost as i was you know watching each of these episodes and i started to really get sucked into the mystery and so i started to blog about what i was finding and i came up with theories and then out of nowhere entertainment weekly ew.com like quotes one of my theories and puts a link back to my blog which was just ravenscraft.org at the time and i just noticed a massive spike in the traffic coming to my blog and then I would call in to some of the voicemail feedbacks of uh, hotlines of these other shows uh, devoted to Lost. And I would leave my theories and they were like, whoa, that's amazing. And it's like, dude, you guys got to go check out Ravenscraft.org. See this, you know, this amazing, you know, layout. He's got this. I mean, he's got the screen captures. If he's not right, I don't know what to tell you. And just more and more and more traffic was coming to my site. And then eventually, you know, through the encouragement of several different podcasters, they said, gosh, Cliff, why don't you create your own Lost podcast? And, well, that started the idea. With that, the first weekly podcast was born. Cliff and Stephanie remember it well. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> December 16th, 2005. Uh, I, it was, I was solo. It was, matter of fact, I, I had decided that, yeah, this idea of creating a podcast sounds great, but there are already a couple Lost podcasts out there. Um, you know, I'm really, in, so I, you know, I don't know if I want to devote it solely to Lost. And then I, I decided, you know what, I, I really love technology. I listen to a ton of technology podcasts, but there's so many of those out there. So, eh. And then, I, you know, I've, I had a, maybe a desire to start talking about my faith. And so I decided to start a podcast. It wasn't actually a, a quote unquote Lost podcast with that first episode. It was just going to be called Generally Speaking. 
and it's going to be me talking about anything and everything I ever wanted. Um, and what I did is I introduced the podcast. I explained to people how I was going to do it. Say, listen, I realized that some of you who are into loss, you won't want to hear about faith. Some of you who are into technology won't want to hear about tech, uh, won't want to hear about lost. You know all that. So here's what I'm going to do. Every episode is going to start with either the the title will start with either faith, technology, or lost. But today, this first episode is all devoted to lost, and here's why I'm talking about lost. And that was my first episode, and I immediately just that first episode had hundreds of subscribers. And I had so many people email me say, gosh, you have to create a Lost-specific podcast. I, you know, I really don't care about your faith. I really don't need to hear about technology, but I love Lost. And that came in over and over again. And so I, I immediately decided to say, okay, well, I'm just excited anybody's listening. <laughs> uh, so this, from this point forward, this is the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. And I had no network. It was my only show, but it was the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network because I knew that if I was going to devote the show to Lost, I would eventually want to talk about other things. And so for the second episode, I invited my wife and our next door neighbor at the time um, to to join us. And we had an amazing time. And by the third episode, we had 17,000 subscribers. It's just we did two a week for like three years. Yeah, so. we did 261 hours worth of content oh, wow. devoted to Lost. We had several actors on the show. We ha- we happen to know that the cast and crew, writing staff and producers uh, were all listening to our podcast uh, throughout throughout the years. When the Ravenscraft started, becoming celebrities was the last thing on their minds. Stephanie doubted anyone would even listen, but soon they were developing a stable of fans. One of the interesting things that I did learn about becoming a podcaster, and it, and it, I forget it, but in the minds of many people, they do kind of see us as celebrities. I'll, re, I'll never forget the time when, you know, we, we always had voicemail feedback, and so people could call in and leave messages. And every time you call and leave a message, there would be the ability to, or I would actually see your caller ID if it wasn't blocked. And so this one guy, his name was Alaska Brad. He called in. He called in all the time. And I figured it's like we almost know each other because he listens to us all the time and we're always talking to him by name when we respond to his voicemails. Well, one day I was out for a walk and I noticed that my, my phone shows me an email that just came in from Alaska Brad and it actually showed me his name and, and it showed me his phone number. So it had just come in. So I took the number on the caller ID and called it back immediately and I said, and he answers the phone, and I said, "Hey, Brad, this is Cliff." And he's like, "Who is this?" And I said, "This is Cliff." Cliff who? And I said, "Cliff Ravenscraft from from the from the Lost podcast." And you should have. It's it's like he he began to freak out. It's like, no way! Oh my gosh, no! It can't. That is so cool. And I thought he was gonna drop his phone, but. Uh, but yeah, so and, and we've we've experienced that from many times from time to time. Through the years their fans became friends and Cliff and Stephanie made it a point to meet them face to face. We wanted to watch the premiere and the finale with other fans. Um one of the most exciting things about doing the Lost Podcast was finding other people that were interested in Lost because here in our local um, circle, we didn't have any friends who were watching Lost. They thought we were crazy for even, you know, watching it. And um, none of them understood podcasting at the time. And so 
we got to the place where we just wanted to experience. I mean, there was all this hype. There was all this excitement. There was all this buildup to a premiere or a finale. And we just wanted to watch it with people who were going to love it as much as we did. So I think around season four or the season three finale or the season four premiere, one or the other, um, we decided that we were going to put together a, a gathering of people. And, um, and this is another thing where I really didn't think anyone would come. March 17th, 2007 was our first meetup. But that wasn't for a finale. No, that, yeah. that this one actually that though wasn't. this one though was our first official meetup. Yeah, that was our first official right. meetup. But here but again, it was another case where I really I did not think anyone would come. And but we put it out there where this is where it's going to be. We're going to have dinner here beforehand, um which is Abuelo's Mexican embassy, which has actually become like a tradition whenever people come in for a meetup, we eat at Abuelo's now. And um and so as it was coming to a close with season six, it was only right that that we put something together again. And again, our friends came from all over the world to be here. And we rented um, the restaurant of a local hotel and we put up this huge screen and we sat and we... Um, laughed together and we cried together and we enjoyed what was a phenomenal television show. Yeah. What's amazing is that over the course of all of Lost and us podcasting about it and all the parties that we've thrown, we've had literally people from, I would say, seven different countries and at least 25 different states and a total of approximately 150 people, Most, uh, many of whom came to multiple meetups mm-hmm. uh, to these to these these community gatherings that we've had. Uh, we've had uh, yep. two folks from Germany. Uh, we've had uh, Winnie from Belgium. We've had uh, two gentlemen from the Netherlands. We've had people from, um, well, I, I mean, we could go on. Right. I mean, it, it, it's been amazing. Yeah. It wasn't long after the first Weekly Lost podcast was produced that Cliff and Stephanie began creating new shows to air on their podcasting network. Well, it wasn't very long after um, people asked for only a Lost podcast that they started asking for more. They wanted to know more about us. They wanted to hear more about um, our lives. And, And so then that is where the other podcast started to come into play. Yeah, it was. I I've got it here. So we just uh, we did thirteen episodes of Lost, and by the thirteenth episode of Lost, people wanted to ask us lots of questions. And every time we started to answer those questions in the Lost podcast, the people who could care less about us and only wanted to hear about Lost were getting upset. And so we decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna launch another show. And back then, I called it My Crazy Life, and it was actually My Crazy Life was. In essence, the original concept of generally speaking, it's where I could generally talk about anything I want. It's like, listen, you can't get mad because I'm not promising you what we're talking about. And uh, so I started that on March 16th, 2006, and that's got over 512 episodes now. Um, and and pff, let's see here. The, th- the third episode was launched a month later, uh, April 23rd, 2006. It was the, it was, at the time, it was called the About the Church podcast. And today that's called Encouraging Others Through Christ. Um, and, you know, so we, we launched those three shows uh, pretty much right one right after the other. 
to cover some significant questions and focus on the things that people wanted to hear us talk about. And then uh, the fourth show that I launched, which I would say was the second major turning point of, of our journey, was in December of 2006, I launched the podcast Answer Man podcast. And that's when I started to, you know, so basically after one year of podcasting, I had this sense that, wow, I know it's not, and I, I said this to myself, I know it's not possible, but man, if I could, you know, those crazy, stupid people that always say, if money were no object, what would you do? I would do podcasting. That's what I would do for a living. I would do this because I love the creating the content. I love interacting with the community, and I love the fact that I can entertain people, educate people. I can encourage and inspire people. That wow! That when I get behind the microphone, and when I do the, what I'm doing, I come alive. And to, to be honest with you, when now that I've actually uncovered this, my job really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and and so yeah, that just the just the idea or just the dream of doing podcasting full time started uh, back in in 2006. And then in February, in February of 2007, uh, we became debt free. And so then money wasn't so much of an object and it became a little bit brighter dream. And we actually launched as a business in January of 2008. Yeah. Prior to doing what we do now full time, which we started in January 2008. Prior to that, I had worked 11 years in an insurance agency, a family run agency owned by my dad had been in the business since 19 or been in the family since 1935 and I was next in line to take it over with my sister and uh, all the things were set in place contracts I mean everything it was all there and I was making lots of money enough money to get us out of debt and but but it my heart wasn't in it um I it, I I, I think there was a time I really enjoyed my job as an insurance agent there was I I can't I don't remember that. I don't remember ever loving my job. I think, I, but but Stephanie assures me that I did, and and I and I think I did at one point, but I can't remember it because it was all overshadowed by really uncovering my true meaning and purpose in life. It's only natural their listeners would be curious about the Ravenscraft's personal lives, and Cliff and Stephanie were just fine with that. I've always been a very um, open person. There's <laughs> not much that I hold back that can be a flaw sometimes caused me a lot of editing in the beginning of in the, shows. if you like in those first I, I think it might have been quite a surprise um for our listeners because in the beginning i was edited quite a bit <laughs> and then cliff decided i don't have time to edit anymore and so then people met the real me and it, it might have been quite a shock for people i don't know it's a lot easier to open up and be real with strangers than it is when you know your parents are listening or people you've and, always known your entire life right and and i can tell you my parents listen to our podcast so um it, it's it is something where um I, we're very open about ourselves um we're very open about our marriage and our children but our extended family we're a little bit more sensitive about. I sort of have a slip of the tongue sometimes. Um, usually have, related to her brothers. Usually related to my brothers. I have four of them, and um, and and so it was it was more difficult to you know, you know or you'll bump into I'll bump into someone. I still live in the town 
that I graduated from high school in. And so when I go to the grocery, I bump into people from high school and they'll be like, I heard you. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, <laughs> that's just not cool. Um, I'm much cooler now than I was in high school. So maybe it is. I don't know. I think that especially because in high school, you're so busy trying to hide who you are because you want to fit a certain, you know, idea of what you people, what, what you people, what people want you to what be. What you people. <laughs> and, um, and, and so it, it's freeing for, to just to know that I can be myself and I am a very particular kind of personality. People either love me or hate me and I'm okay with that. I, I, I truly am. And, um, so it was definitely harder to know that people who knew me were listening, but I think the best part is the strangers who have become friends along the way. Yeah, and I want to I want to say something to this fact as well. Uh, one of the one of the things that I love uh, most is uh, have you ever heard of the um, the story about Jesus and and where he says a prophet is never accepted in his own hometown. Well, the the concept of pro- applies to a, a podcasting celebrity <laughs> like myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Should I kick you under the table now? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but but the thing is 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 what's amazing is I do have a worldwide audience. I do. I mean, I I you know one of the things that hasn't come out yet is that that you know when I was an insurance agent for eleven years, I was also always involved in ministry uh, pretty significantly. Um, and you know I had to had once had a dream of having my own church or my own ministry. And you know the average pastor, head pastor of a church, if they have a c- decent church, you know talking to two hundred people is pretty cool. You know, but, you know, maybe you might be a, a, you know, a very popular church and, you know, have 800 or 1500 people that you speak to on Sunday, Um, you know, but, but not many pastors can say, or, you know, ministry leaders can say that they speak to a, you know, about 60,000 people every every single week. And of those 60,000 people, about 30 to 40% of them listen to me for, you know, anywhere between two to eight hours a week. And I'm like... Wow, that that blows my mind. And the fact is, is that nobody locally, you know, they 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 don't. It's like they don't care. They don't. I mean, Cliff, you, you mean that guy from Hebron? I mean, the guy I went to high school with. He's. You mean the guy I used to work with at such and such? Oh, the, Cliff. You know the guy we go to church with. The guy that's you know that's whatever. You know they they could care less about me. And you know, and, and even my closest friends, it's like whatever podcasting. I don't even you're speaking gibberish to me. And what's amazing is is you know over the years, um, you know they see our picture on the front page of all the local newspapers, or they see us as a main feature on on uh, the the the, nine, the eleven o'clock news and uh, all of these different things. And then all of a sudden, people are like, I was like. Dude, you were you weren't kidding. You actually are doing some pretty interesting things. I'm like, yeah, we're doing something. And and the funniest one was a friend of mine that I went to high school with. He he calls me up and he says, "Cliff, you're not going to believe this." And I'm like, "What?" He says, "I just went to Colorado." And and by the way, I have and I hadn't talked to this guy since I was in high school. And uh he says, "I I just went to Colorado." And I met up with some friends that I met through work at a conference. I mean, you know, that's absolutely, they, they've never been to Northern Kentucky. They've never been to Cincinnati. They've never been anywhere near here. Uh, and I went out to their place and, and they, and I was staying with them 
and they were watch and and they're like crazy about this television show called Lost and they were fanatics and it's like man it it's like they were it was great staying with them and it's like listen if you talk during this show you're out you're you're going to have to go get yourself a hotel and and then all of a sudden um they kept talking about Cliff and Stephanie Cliff and Stephanie Cliff and Stephanie and I and I thought I remembered seeing on your Facebook profile that you get married a girl named Stephanie and then all of a sudden it's like they kept talking about Cliff and Stephanie and then something happened somewhere to where they indicated that it's you know they you know I asked them who Cliff and Stephanie are and they said well it's this couple in Hebron Kentucky that that do a podcast about the show Lost and he's like no and, and he started to put two and two together and they showed him the website and and they he put play and they heard he heard my voice he's like dude people all over the world know who you are it's like so uh, that's pretty crazy and the and I'll I'll share one more story and this one's really funny um, just this past summer my wife and I. Our drive. We went down to Nashville to do. We we drove down to Nashville to to work with one of my clients, and then after that, we were going to finish on uh, with a kind of business vacation down in Orlando, Florida. And so we took a completely different route going to Florida than we we've never been off of seventy five to go to Florida. I mean, seriously, we just seventy five. But we were whatever the road is from from Nashville to get back down to seventy five. We were driving down that. And the kids were getting a little wheezy, queasy in the back seat because of all the curves and stuff. And so I stop off at this rest area. We pull out our, our picnic baskets, if you will. Uh, we pull out our cooler and everything. And we sit down and having, we're having, uh, you know, a lunch. We're having a break on the side of the expressway in, a, in, a, in, you know, hundreds of miles away from home. And, in a rest area. In a rest area that I've never been to ever in my life. And then all of a sudden... I'm walking, you know, I, I'm walking to go get something from the car. And this guy jumps up and he says, are you Cliff Ravenscraft? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I knew it was you. Is that Stephanie and your kids? And he names my three kids. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, who are you? He goes, oh, you don't know me. I, I've been listening to your podcast for years. And I heard your voice. And I'm like, that, that's got to be Cliff Ravenscraft. And so, that, I mean, just out of the blue, and he says, I've never emailed you, I've never called in, but man, I've probably listened to more than 100 episodes of your different shows, and, and I just love what you're doing, and I can't believe I just ran into you here. And so those things are starting to happen more and more often. When the Ravenscrafts aren't creating new content for gspn.tv, they stay busy raising their three children. They don't, they don't give us too much feedback. Um, our six-year-old... This is all she knows. Um, we've been doing this since she was a baby. So she doesn't really remember anything else. And um, But our, our oldest daughter is 12. And she had, uh, every year at school, they have um, career day where they invite parents in to talk about their careers. Well, Cliff had been several times to talk about insurance. But um, last year, she invited him. And he was actually going to talk about podcasting. And she was so excited. She couldn't wait. And so he goes. They talk about podcasting. He actually plays a couple of pod, um, a couple of clips of a podcast that she's on. And, and so they were, I mean, the other kids were so excited. They thought it was really cool. And then um, after, he, after he left, Two of the girls in her class, Megan wasn't allowed to be part of, of this part, but two of the girls in her class sat down and they wrote Cliff um, a thank you note for coming and, and talking about it. 
And the note said, um, thank you, Mr. Ravenscraft, for coming to our class and talking about podcasting. It is so cool that you can be in a career that you completely made up on your own. <laughs> and um, and just thank you. We learned a lot. And, and it's it was really cool. But so her friends are like impressed that that her dad just completely made this idea up and and is able that that's what he does. And he does what he loves. And last week. She said to me, she's like, Mom, we were watching, um, they, they watch this thing every morning called Channel One News, and it is, it, it's nationwide, it may be worldwide, but I don't remember. Anyway, she comes home and she tells me things off of it all the time. Um, I saw this on Channel One, I saw this on Channel One. So last week she comes home, she's like, Mom, it is so weird that my dad is an entrepreneur, because we were watching Channel One this morning and it was all about being an entrepreneur and how what kind of mindset you have to have and what, what kind of dedication it takes to make it work. And I just sat there thinking, my dad is an entrepreneur. How cool is that? Well, and the thing is, is, is uh, you know, our kids are so much cooler than all of their friends, too, <laughs> because right. because, um, you know, we're you know each of our kids well mckenna doesn't have her own show but um they they when she was younger the three of them got together and did this thing called the kid show uh so she's she certainly has been a uh you know a co-host of a podcast of her own of their own uh but matthew has a podcast called gaming with matt and megan she now has a show called the world according to megan but before it was called the world according to megan when my daughter was eight years old, she launched the Hannah Montana Fan Podcast. 38,000 subscribers. At the time, she had more subscribers to her one podcast than I had to all of my podcasts. But, but back then, she, w- she would not let anybody in school know that she was doing this. But, you know, on the side is she's she know that, man, that people are calling in from all over the world asking questions and and stuff like that. But, um, it, you know, it's been an amazing it, it's amazing how podcasting gives us as a family something to do together that we can share with the world. Um, and, and, you know, our kids are completely fine with it. it you know, I, you know, the worst case scenario I think that you can think of is is just, you know, the crazy stalker stories that you see on the news but here's the thing people my my opinion is stop watching that stuff you know because the the only reason it's news is because it doesn't happen all the time um and and stuff like that and you do some things to protect your kids and one of the things is that you know we we i mean we've said hebron kentucky several several times here in this interview but in most of our podcasts the 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 city name where we reside does not come up in in our shows um and the and our kids know the name of our schools are not mentioned. Uh, mascots are n- not mentioned. Teachers, teachers' names are not mentioned. Kid, friends' last names aren't mentioned. And preferably, if a friend from school is mentioned, there is a substitute name that's provided for that individual. Um, you know, so we're very clear about the details of what our kids are allowed to share in a podcast. And you know, we we are a little bit cautious of the kind of details i have gone in and, and stephanie's actually accidentally said a teacher's name or or something like that that i've actually had to write down the time code so i can go and bleep that out it, it, you've done it too i've done it too and <laughs> and so so i mean it's it's you know but no we're not afraid of it you know I, we 
we live in a very public world. Um, you know, we, we do care of, to, and take great care of our kids' privacy and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, you know, we, you know we're, we live in a whole different world than where we grew up. And, oh, yeah. and I believe that what we're doing uh, is setting our children up for success in the new world, in a new way of doing business, in a new way of building communities around brands, around passions. And by no means do I expect my kids to do what I do for a living. But man, whatever they want to do for a living, chances are they'll need to build brand recognition and awareness around the world. And they're learning how to do it day by day, even at their young ages. Not only have the Ravenscraft's professional lives undergone a drastic transformation, so has their health. Their fans have watched and shared in the physical changes they've undergone. One of the things that happened was I went into the hospital and and they darn near darn near killed me. They did uh, with just a little gallbladder issue, and um, that really was a wake up call for me. And that's when that's about the time when I changed uh, my crazy life. After three hundred ninety eight episodes, I changed it over to pursuing a balanced life, and that's when I got serious about health. But Stephanie was already doing it before me, Stephanie. I was, I got started before Cliff. Um, it was probably early 2008, late 2007. Um, I had a three-year-old that I could not keep up with. I couldn't breathe coming up and down the stairs carrying laundry because um, our laundry room is also in the basement. And, um, and I was getting ready to turn 30 and I did not want to turn 30 in my current condition. And so I decided that I was going to do whatever I had to do. And I started um, with exercise. I did nothing to my diet. I just, I was going to do one mile on the elliptical every day. And I stuck with that until I could do two miles and three miles. And I worked my way up to six. And I was doing six miles um, a day on the elliptical Monday through Friday and then started to change my diet. I just wanted to be healthy. And as a result of wanting to be healthy, lost 70 pounds along the way. Um, my journey is not complete. Um, I still love my sweets and hate to give them up. But um, but uh, we are in a much better place. I, I'm hoping that the journey that I have been on is something that is teaching my kids at such at a much earlier age how to view food rather than having to struggle and learn this in their 30s also and um and so that that's what my my journey was about being healthy it was not just about wanting to drop pounds i truly wanted to be able to um run and play with my kids and not have to, you know, guys, I got to sit down. I can't do this anymore. And, um, and I love to hear some of the things that my kids, you know, say about me that, um, now that I've lost the weight, you know, my son says he loves that we can race and that we can, you know, I can run and, and keep up with them. And, um, our six-year-old says she, she's just glad I don't look like a watermelon anymore. And, um, and our our twelve year old um, who is exactly my height, we share clothes. I'm actually wearing her shirt right now, <laughs> um, and and so it it is it is. Well, I'm getting ready to go into a different life stage, and so I won't be able to share clothes with a teenager anymore. But um, 
It works for right now. I'm wearing a long sleeve t-shirt. It's perfect. It, it has been an amazing journey, one that I have been very, I mean, open and honest with. I did something that most women would never do. I actually shared the pounds that I weighed before and um, and where I am now. And as a result of sharing my life and sharing what I was going through, watching the people who who listen to our podcast, who are on this journey with us, watching them get healthy and sending in pictures of, you know, I've lost 50 pounds. I've lost a hundred pounds. I, it's, it's an amazing thing to be able to share your life in that way with other people. After recording more than 3000 podcasts, the Ravenscrafts have done a little retooling to the roster of shows. Cliff breaks down the shows you can enjoy on their podcasting network. Um, Our most important show for us is family from the heart at familyfromtheheart.com. This is a show where Stephanie and I give you a behind-the-scenes look into what's going on in the lives of the Ravenscrafts, a family that's living life on purpose. Um, and, and it also gives you a little, just a little bit of the, the business aspect of things because Stephanie actually is, is actually my partner in this business that we run around uh, podcasting, not just the content production but the business as a whole. So we bring in a little bit of the behind-the-scenes business stuff there, just, just a tad bit of it. Then I do a sh- uh, Stephanie does a show every week with her best friend called Authentic Life Radio, and it's the two of them just authentically sharing what's going on in their lives as women, and uh, the things that they're learning in their you know their personal and spiritual and and just the overall journey of their lives, uh, and that's at uh, AuthenticLifeRadio.com. I do have another show that uh, is actually going to be rebranded this week. And I think it's going to be the uh, success the success mindset or something like that. But anyway, we'll have that changed. Right now it's called Life, Love, and the Movies. And, and let's just say we call it our motivational happy half hour. It's, it's that perfect dose of self-help kind of successful thinking, but it's not from a really crazy new age mentality. Uh, you know, it's two Christian guys who really do understand the principles or at least are trying to understand and apply the principles of, of success and achieving great and wonderful things in your life. So, um, you know, you just go to gspn.tv slash shows and just look for the, I think it's going to be like the success mindset podcast or something like that or whatever. And then, of course, I have Podcast Answer Man uh, at podcastanswerman.com. And I think you could probably assume that. That it is the podcast about podcasting is what I tell people, uh, and then I have two shows that we produce at least once per month. The one you can find at encouragingotherstroughchrist.com, uh, and that's called Encouraging Others Through Christ, and it is an amazing podcast where I share uh, mostly my spiritual journey and conversations I'm having with outstanding people, uh, especially the episodes one twenty one all the way through. The newer episodes, wow, it's it's out of this world. Uh, Pursuing a Balanced Life at pursuingabalancedlife.com. That show has, like I said, over five, well over five hundred episodes. Uh, and honestly, if if somebody wanted to, they could go back and listen to all five hundred and twelve <laughs> episodes, and you literally will see me growing at personally and professionally uh, at at every stage in the journey. And I'm talking about all the good times. And 
all of the bad times. Mm-hmm. Uh, pursuing a balanced life, it goes way back to when, you know, just March of 2006, and it's all there, raw and unedited. And then we have a couple series podcasts. We do the Hunger Games fan podcast at hungergamespodcast.com. We do the Twilight Saga podcast at twilightsagapodcast.com. And we also have the Doctor Who fan podcast. I don't have any special URL for that. But if you go to gspn.tv forward slash shows, you'll see a link to it. And then, of course, we also have lostpodcast.com. Currently not in production, but eh, there could be a rewatch one of these days. It could be. Could be. And then virtualassistantpodcast.com. That's where I talk about the uh, joys and life-changing experience that you can have by delegating work to other people and not hiring in employees if you don't want to. Uh, and that's at virtualassistantpodcast.com. And then there's a whole slew of shows. We've had, I've, I've started and launched and successfully carried out for a minimum of you know, 10, 20, 50, 80, 100 episodes of more than 20 podcasts. What's next for the Raven's Crafts? Cliff says he's just launched the biggest project of his life. The biggest thing that's going to be my focus in 2012 is the podcast mastermind. Um, and my goal by the end of March is to have 100 members in this mastermind group. Looks like I'm going to hit that target pretty easily. Um, and that mastermind group, you know, will have a hundred people paying $97 a month to be a member. And what I will deliver to them is going to be my hope that it'll be at least 10, 15, maybe even 20 times in value of what they would pay. And, and I'm looking at, some pretty significant life-changing events happening in the lives of the members. And I literally believe that through this organization, we are going to make a major dent in this world in a positive way. That, that, that's my biggest focus. That is, that is dead center what's at the heart of what I'm doing. Um, as far as our content is concerned, I just canceled six shows. We're not looking at launching <laughs> anything. It's amazing. We just, I mean, literally we, we risked a ton by making a decision to cancel six shows. I mean, you talk about potentially upsetting a lot of people all at once. It's like ripping the bandaid off. You know what I mean? Um, especially if you have a hairy chest, uh, <laughs> it, it hurt. But the thing is, is it, it's amazing how many people immediately is like, oh, since you could just canceled six shows, I would love to see if you're interested in starting this show with me. And I'm like, what are you crazy? <laughs> but no, um, really, the shows that I just read off to you, um, those are those are our focus. I had to sit down and say, you know, why do we do what we do? The this is why, and and that's what we did. We we focused on the ones, and we're looking at it taking those every one of our current existing shows that we didn't cancel and every one of those are going to go to a whole new level. Um, you know, we're going to get very serious about what we're doing in everything that we do. And if we're not super serious about it and it, if it's not, in a, and if it's not a part of our mission and our purpose and our core values, even if it just slightly fits in, if it's not a perfect glove fit, it's out, it's out. And uh, we've done that and, and we're looking forward to the results and yes, we are going to have a 2013 community cruise, and um, we'll probably end up having at least 100 people on it. One of the questions Cliff gets the most from his listeners is this, how do I get started as a podcaster? He's more than happy to share his expertise. 
I, I'm very happy to say that while I make lots of money teaching people how to podcast, I spent uh, probably about 40 hours of my life devoting uh, my time, effort, and energy to creating probably the single best video training tutorial I've ever created. And I'm, I've give, I'm giving it away 100% for free, no strings attached. You don't even have to give me your mailing address or your email address or any of that stuff. Just go to learnhowtopodcast.com. Learnhowtopodcast.com. It's my desire that people will uncover and, and determine what their message is and that they will find a way to get that message out to the world and, and potentially uh, you know, become the leaders that the world needs them to be. Cliff and Stephanie have been on quite a journey over the last few years. Ten years ago, they never dreamt they'd be making a good living podcasting. Where do they see themselves ten years from now? Ten years from now, I will be podcasting, sharing my life uh, and everything that I'm learning along the way. And I think that I'll probably be helping people successfully launch businesses around their uh, desired passion of what they want to do most in their life, what they feel called to do. I, I think that um, I'll be more into a life coaching role at that point. Um, and, and also I will be living a life of margin and I will, be, I will have multiple avenues of helping hundreds if not hundreds of thousands of people, providing them value either for free or at a very low cost that's just out of this world crazy to offer. But at the same time, it'll allow me to live a life of margin and be the husband and father that I've always dreamed of being. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's what I, I see in my future. Um, 10 years from now, honestly, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to have a 16 year old daughter. So <laughs> I'm not really sure what my life's going to be like right then. Um, I, I hope to be still sharing my life um, open and authentically with anyone who cares to listen, supporting my husband in his dreams and adventures and um, supporting my kids in theirs. I mean, in 10 years, we'll have our kids will be 22, 21 and 16. And so that's. I will be at the beginning of a completely different stage of life. And I'm excited for what that holds. Um, I'm excited for who I will be then. And um, yeah, I, I, I can't really put an exact definition to what it will be like. But I think that um, it will be amazing. Rob, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for uh, having us on the show. And, and I look forward to seeing where your journey takes you as well.